0: I'm going to be honest, Um, you know, I think gone are the days where you stay up all hours of the night. I don't know about you, but quarter past 11, I was sitting on the couch with the friends and we were like, oh, come on, 45 minutes. Like actually, I thought I was going to be, you know, partying up to the early hours of the morning. Oh, we we barely made 12 o'clock. But it was really, it was cool to see 2020 in with people that I love and some special people. and so. So we went down to Wellington for a holiday, but getting down to Wellington was a different story. And so, um, I don't know about you, but my Tim is very pedantic about holidays, and he likes to turn up early to the airport, he wants to be on time, no, not on time, he wants to be super early, have some time to check in, relax, chill out. Uh, When it comes to holidays, I'm a little bit different. So, you know, I'm of the, no schedule. she'll be all right. We'll just rock up. And so anyway, we were catching a flight early hours of the morning um, last week, last week. And so we picked up our friends, and we were like, "Oh yeah, man, we we're up at the crack of dawn. We we're racing to the airport." And we knew we were pushing for time, But we kind of got there, and we were like, oh, we'll be all right." We rocked up to the counter, and we went to check in our bags. And the lady goes, uh, are the, "The baggage counters closed." I'm uh, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) She's like, uh, the baggage counter is, I don't know if it's happened to you, but it's never happened to me, I just want to say. I was just like, what do you mean the counter is closed? She's like, no, no, uh, you you can get on the flight, but your luggage is not going with you. And I was like, and I remembered I'm a Christian at that time, I was like, think about a house, think about it. And so I stood there and I was like, here's what we're going to do. And so the lady goes, you can get on the flight with no luggage, you can, uh, and in fact, your luggage is a little bit heavy, so you're gonna pay for excess for luggage. And then um, the flight is four hours later, and you're gonna arrive a little bit later on. And so we're like, hmm, that's what we're gonna do. So there was six of us on holiday, five of us get on the plane, one has to stay behind with, their, with our luggage, had to pay the extra, a little bit extra, just because we were over just a little bit, and ended up um, four hours later, six hours later, arrived at our destination. And I was like, what? A start to our holiday. <laughs> and so anyway, we got down to uh, Wellington, we, have, we had a great time, but I was sitting there during, during my time out, and I was just like, God, what was all that about? And I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, a lot of people, Helen, including yourself, walk into another year too casual Right, just coasting along, no urgency, taking luggage from one year into the next, paying way too much for it, and taking the longer way around it that God intended. Let me say it to you in another way. I felt like God just said, too many Christians are too casual in their attitude with life, okay? No urgency, lugging around too much baggage, right? Taking the long route for what God intended. If we only believe the promises that God has for us and for our lives, if we only believe what he has spoken over your lives, you see, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that God's got a plan for your life. He's given you a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. This morning, I think there are people that need to hear that God has a plan for your life. Are we going to choose to be casual about it, or are we going to... Use 2020 to reset yeah. for the year that's ahead. Yeah, right. And Some of you might be sitting here and say, man, it's the fifth day of the year already and I can kind of feel that I brought some baggage across. I just wanna say that you have the choice to leave those things in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And yet if you have brought them over, it's okay because it's a process but we need to have the attitude that, you know what, those things have plagued my life long enough. 2020 is the year that it stops. 2020, no further. Those pasts and those, those past hurts and unforgiveness, it's time to deal with that and let it, let it go. That addiction of spending way too much money or eating way too much, or that casual drinking that gets a little bit out of hand, it's time to get the help that we need that fear of that God of never having enough, 2020, it's time to trust God with our finances. Church, I wanna encourage you this morning, it's time to take God serious, and time to take God serious for the plans he has for your life. It's not just a new year, it's a new decade. And I wanna encourage you that God wants to write the story of your life. He wants to say, man, 2020 was your year where you chased him down for those things that he's got for your life. Come on, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here this morning. I thank you for your presence. God, would you speak? God, would you speak to every heart here this morning? I pray that we don't just hear your word, but I pray that something would rise up in us and agree and step into it, Lord. Father, have your way this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you come to Matthew 17. Matthew 17, verse 14 to 20, and it's gonna come up on the um, screen and we're gonna read from the message translation. So it says, at the bottom of the mountain, there was a crowd, they were met by a crowd of waiting people and they approached and a man came out of the crowd and fell to his knees and he said, Master, have mercy on my son. He goes out of his mind and he suffers terribly falling into seizures. Frequently, he is pitched into the fire and other times into the river. I brought him to your disciples, but they could do nothing. Verse 17, Jesus said, what a generation, no sense of God, no focus to their lives. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. And he ordered the afflicting demon out and it was gone. From that moment on, the boy was well. When the disciples had Jesus off to themselves, they asked, why couldn't we throw it out? In verse 20, because you are not yet taking God seriously. The simple truth is, is if you had a mere kernel of faith, a poppy seed, you would tell this mountain, move, and it will move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. In other words, he's saying nothing is impossible for you. So here is Jesus hanging out with his disciples when a man comes and cries out and he says, man, God, have mercy on my son. He has been tormented by um, spirits, he needs healing, and I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't do anything about it. And Jesus turns around, I love that Jesus turns and, and calls them out and says, man, you, of, you unbelieving generation, you have no sense of God, and then he instantly heals the sick boy And the disciples say, how come we couldn't do this? How come we couldn't do it? And Jesus says, it's because you have little faith. In other words, if you believed, you don't really believe that I have the power to do the impossible in your life, because if you did, you would have laid hands on the sick and that boy would have been healed. My power would have flown through you. You see, the heart of this story is nothing is impossible if only you believe. Only believe. Turn to your neighbor and say, only believe. One of, my, um, one of my favorite things to do is to watch marathon running um, and uh, triathlons, track and field events, and it's on my bucket list to go to the Olympics. All right, so in case you think um, I'm an athlete, you are very close, but not really. I'd, I'd like to consider myself as a professional uh, cheerleader. And, um, and how many of you know that if you're running in a race or you're competing, that having somebody on the sideline cheering you on means the world, right? Super important. So anyway, um, I don't know if you know anything about marathons, but to run a marathon, which is like 26.2 miles, some of us know marathons, right? <laughs> Ivan. Um, anyway, to run a marathon, it's, it's never been done before to break uh, the sub two hour record. Um, until last year in 2019, where there was one man that believed the impossible. And he's like, I, I, can run a two, uh, I can run a sub two hour. And the world watched as a Kenyan runner ran a one hour point 59 minutes and four seconds. And here's the thing about it, he believed he could do it. Yeah. He believed that he could run. How many of you have run more than 5Ks? <laughs> right, most of us. I almost died running two Ks, right? A marathon is, is uh, oh, what is a marathon, 46 Ks? 42 Ks, a marathon is 42 Ks. And literally, if you're running a marathon, you're literally sprinting. But this man, he smashed the world record because he believed. You know, and um, they said in 1954, it is impossible for a human to run um, a four minute mile and most of you know the story of Roger, Roger Bannister. Um, despite the challenges, despite the odds, he believed that he could run uh, a mile under four minutes and he smashes the record at three minutes and 59 seconds. The thing is, the difference between all of that is that he believed he could do it. You see, we may not be called to break records, you know, world records. We may not called to uh, go to the Olympics, but here's the thing. We all face impossible situations. That if you believed God for the impossible and you go after it, you break the glass ceiling of how you think and what you see. If you believe believe that God can do the impossible, you will break the glass ceiling and the way you see things and the way you think. The The circumstances that you face, they don't define your future. They don't define where you're going, but rather God's word anchors your life. So it doesn't matter what the impossibilities you face, it's when you believe, those impossibilities become a reality. Turn to your neighbor and say, only believe. Only believe. believe. I just wanna say that a lot of people think impossible situations are things that, that are the big one-off things. Impossible, that's not true. Impossibilities are the challenges that we face every day. Yeah. They're the challenges that we face throughout life that we need the power of God to move on. And only God can do breakthrough, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, it's dependent on our faith to believe who he says he is. Right. Yeah. Impossibilities depend on our faith to believe who God says he is. Yeah. So you may be facing the impossibility of a broken family relationship, that family member that you haven't spoken to in years, and you're like, I don't know how God can fix this. That's the, uh, that's the impossible situation you face, but we believe that there is a God that can heal and restore every relationship. That family member that's walked away and that has backslidden, has grew up in church and walked away and um, has decided to live on their own, that's the impossible situation that you are feeling and facing, but the truth is, God can save anybody. Yeah. Nobody is too far away from God. That impossible situation where the doctor says, man, there isn't isn't, there there isn't any hope. See, that's the impossible situation you face, but we believe that we serve a God of the impossible that can heal. So while you face those impossible situations, the question remains, do you believe? Do you believe? Because we serve the God of the impossible. I wanna look at three things this morning that deny us the impossibilities becoming realities in our lives. The first one is unbelief. See, the disciples, see Jesus didn't say that they had no faith. Jesus said that you didn't believe. He said that you had little faith. You know, many of us, we read this Bible, we read the Word of God, but do we really believe that it is the power to change our lives? Many of us, we wear a cross and we can sing these songs and we wear the T-shirts and we've got the bumper sticker and we post up every now and again on social media. The question is, do you believe in though? Are you 100% like I'm totally, I believe what God says or do we still have unbelief in our hearts? I just want to share a real quick story. Me and Tim have been in the process of house hunting and, um, and so we came after many open homes. We came across our dream home, which came with a dream price. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so we were like, oh, let's just... Let's just have faith and let's just, so we put down an offer and it was quite an audacious offer um, and it was well below the asking price and we were like, oh yeah, let's, just, let's do this. And so we said, hey, uh, we, we asked the agents, we're well, gonna call the vendor, tell them we want this, we're putting down this offer. And we were kind of like, yeah. and anyway, long story short, we could hear the conversation going with the, the, the agents and, and I was just like, oh, I was sitting there going, really, really expectant. And um, at the end of a long conversation, it was like dead silence. And then all you heard was, no. And I was like, and I would have loved to tell you that we found our dream home and that we got the price that we wanted for and we believed. And anyway, but it it wasn't that, we jumped back in the car and I, I felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, you know what, it wasn't impossible that I could have given you your dream home. It's just that you had unbelief in your heart. You know, the reality is, is that I was sitting there, even though we had faith uh, to put in an offer, but in my heart, deep down, there was still unbelief. Like, God, could you really, could you really give us a dream home? Could you really give us? And 100% yes, God could have given it to us, but because he saw the unbelief in my heart. And I learned to listen, I, in that moment, it's so funny, in that moment, I was just like, man, God, thank you. Thank you for showing the condition of my heart because in that moment, faith grew. In that moment, I was just like, man, I believe. I believe that that it is possible. I believe that you can be, you can give me the craziest home. I believe for that. You know, I had to learn that through, through that situation. It's not that they didn't have faith, it's just that they had unbelief. Unbelief stops us from having impossibilities becoming realities. Secondly, having a wrong mindset. A lot of us think, when we think about impossible situations, we think we need to have faith the size of a mountain, right? I was walking down in Waikanae Beach just hanging out with God, and I looked across the way and I saw Kapiti Island, and I just stood there, and God says, you don't need faith the size of that. You just need faith as small as a mustard seed. And I was just like, man, God, of all things that you use to teach us, you use a seed. Why, why would you use a seed? And here's the reason why, because I believe that what you sow and what you plant under the right conditions, it will grow. Yes. What you sow and what you plant, it will grow. So if you're gunning after healing, the fact that you pray for healing, you, you sow a seed of faith to believe that you'll be healed. Yeah. The more you do that, the more faith grows. The more you take steps towards receiving that healing, the stronger your faith grows. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to have faith as big as a, as a mountain. You need to have faith as small as, as a mustard seed and believe that God can do it. Yeah. it. The question is not how big your faith is. The question is, do you believe God for that healing? Yeah. Right. Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the assurance of things not yet seen. Hebrews 6, for without faith is impossible to please God. You only need to believe. The third thing that keeps us from seeing impossibilities become a reality is that you're being too comfortable. See, the disciples hung out with Jesus. They watched Jesus do miracles. They watched Jesus heal the sick. They watched Jesus heal the blind, heal the lame, deliver demons. They watched, but that's all they did was watched because when the father brought their son who was, who, who was uh, afflicted, they couldn't heal him. You see, they got too comfortable watching Jesus, they forgot to become like Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. And many of us like coming to church and we like, uh, be, um, we like hearing about all the stories that Jesus did, we like hanging around, we go to church, we go to church things, but we forget to be the church. And I just wanna encourage you, if you started coming to church and you're getting saved, man, that is awesome. But that is the first step. We don't wanna be too comfortable sitting in the church when there's a world out there that needs you to not be like, to, to be Jesus. You are the answer that this world is looking for. You know, We prayed for our community. At your street, your neighbor needs you. Your workplace needs you to live your faith. That school, is, that school needs to see a young person who is on fire and who can live out their faith. Let's be the church, let's not just come to church, let's be the church. I believe that when you become a spectator, and hear my heart, when you become a spectator and not a participator, I believe that we are settling for second best when we just come to church and we go home, I believe that we're settling for just the ordinary. We're just settling for the, um, the comfortable. Right. We're, we're settling for the predictable, uh-huh. but that's not the life that Jesus called us to live. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. and no, I no, say it with some passion. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Are you too comfortable? God has wired us for the impossible. All we have to do is believe. Yeah, so church, I wanna say this morning, don't let unbelief or having a right mind, wrong mindset or being uh, too comfortable rob you of those impossibilities yeah. that God has for you. Right. Yeah. So how do we position ourselves to believe for the impossible? And I'm gonna use the word faith so we can remember it um, as a stick. So F, F stands for focus your faith. Focus your faith. It's easy to go into one year and roll into the next and not have a focus to your faith. This is what Jesus, did. he called them out because they had no focus to their lives. I believe that Jesus wants us to be specific, to go after those things, to chase them down, and to ask God, man, God, would you give me a 2020 vision for the year ahead? 2020 vision for the year ahead. And here's the thing. um, Earlier on, oh no, actually, I've been, I wear glasses. Heaps of you wear glasses, I'm, I'm seeing. Um, but I've been wearing glasses for over 25 years and most of the time I wear contact lenses. And anyway, I had gone to, uh, one morning I woke up and uh, my left eye was slightly blurred and I was just like, ugh, um, it, will go, it will go in a couple of days. Well, it didn't and I had to go to the optometrist and I just rocked up and she's like, actually you've got a severe infection on your left eye and I was just like, oh, um, okay, I'll give it a week and it should go. Long story short, I went back the next week and she's like, no, 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 I can't give you any more contacts because you're, it's still infected and I was like, and it was still blurred. I couldn't see out of my left eye and I was just like, okay. Went back the following week and this is how vain I am. I was just like, yeah, I really need contacts because I've got a lot of Christmas parties to go to. And <laughs> I, I can't wear glasses, you see. And she just looked at me and she's like, no, I'm not ordering you contacts. And um, She goes, you've got an infection in your eye, you need to see. Long story short, after four appointments, 12 weeks later, she finally said, okay, I will order you some dailies, some contacts. And <laughs> here's the thing, when you don't have a clear focus to your faith, your vision can easily become blurred. And you can lose a sense of direction and you can even lose a sense of sight of the things that God wants to do in your life. What's the one thing that God's asking you to focus your faith in this year? Is it, is it to spend more time with family? Is it to come to church more regularly? Is it to uh, start to grow in your prayer? Whatever, focus your faith, that one thing. Focus your faith because it positions you for the impossible. So F is focus for your faith, A is ask, asking faith. James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. You don't have it because you're not asking God for it. And I'm a big believer that God is uh, into the small things just as much as He's into the big things. And the reason why um, I can believe God for the impossible is because I've seen God work in this, the everyday things. And every time He answers prayer, my faith grows. What are you asking God for this year? What are you asking God for this year? Ask Him, ask Him. Is it to start that business? And you need uh, approval from the bank, ask Him. If you need to go to university and you're like, God, my whole, nobody in my family's gone to university, but it's stirring on your heart, ask Him. Yeah. Ask Him. If you need a pay rise, Ask him. Yeah. When I said pay rise, everyone's like. <laughs> ask him, be specific. Ask him, you have not because you ask not. If you're sitting here single, let's go. Ask him. Ask him. A is for us, be audacious to ask him. Dare to believe that what you ask, God can do. I is for intimate faith. And this is the key to everything. James four, ooh, ooh, James four verse eight, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Yeah. This is the key, yeah. is our relationship with God. Yeah. Everything flows out of a relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. And We're in an incredible season as a church of the Holy Spirit and yeah. feeling his presence and hearing him speak through the word yeah. Uh, feeling his touch as you pray. I've never um, been in a season where I felt God so much. Be intimate in your faith. Intimacy is the key. And it doesn't matter where you start. We're not asking you to be super Christians. He just wants a relationship with you. He just wants to know you. He just wants you to hear his voice, hear him speak. Because people say that this word is, uh, is is old school. It doesn't, it's so relevant to every part of our lives. Everything that you face, he wants to speak. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. I promise you that as you draw near to him, as you draw close to him, he will come and be close to you. John fifteen five says, I am the vine and you are the branches, if you remain in me, I will, and I and you, you will be a much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Keep on praying, keep on fasting. Actually, I read this, uh, I saw this cool thing on um, social media that said, uh, a diet will change, can change the way you look, um, but a fast will change what you see. And your intimacy, is draw closer to him. So F, focus your faith. A is be audacious and ask. I is intimate faith. Uh, T is trust his timing. Trust his timing, there is a time for everything. Our job is to trust him. God works out all the details. Our our job is to, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. And why don't we start, instead of pleading with Jesus, why don't we start thanking him? Thanking him for what he's about to do in your life. H is the Holy Spirit. Acts 1a, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, the Holy Spirit promises to be with you. The Holy Spirit promises to give you power, to give you strength, to to give you grace in every impossible situation that you face. When you acknowledge his presence, when you acknowledge him, he comes. I wanna encourage you to acknowledge the Holy Spirit every day in your conversations and everything that you do throughout the day and you will see his power move through you. If I can have the band up, please. Church, let 2020 be your year to reset and take God seriously. The things that he's spoken over your life, only believe. Don't let unbelief, don't let having a wrong mindset, don't, have, don't let being, having a comfortable life deny you of God's power in your life for the impossible. But instead, focus your faith, be audacious and ask, grow in your intimacy, trust His timing is perfect, lean into the Holy Spirit and His power, because what is impossible with man is possible with God. If you only believe. Church, if we can stand.